You're listening to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where we discover what it looks like to follow God and be swept away on the journey of a lifetime. Author of over 70 books, mom of 10, yes, 10, homeschooler and speaker, Trisha Goyer will explore what radical obedience to God's word looks like. It's time to hear from God lovers who've dared to say yes. Listen in to Heart to Heart Chats and learn how others overcame doubts and fears. Discover how God used ordinary people to impact others one step at a time. If you're ready to get radical, get going, and make a difference in this world, you're at the right place. Here's your host, prolific writer, world traveler, people lover, and mega nap taker, Trisha Goyer. Well, I have a super fun guest today. So I am thinking back to probably 15 years ago. I lived in Montana at the time, and there was a, a singer coming to our church named Matthew West. And so I looked at my husband. I'm like, I don't know. They have someone coming in. I've never heard of him before. Do you want to go hear this Matthew West guy? And my husband, John, said, yes, let's go. And I have fallen in love with his music and his ministry over the years. So I'm sure you don't need much of an intro, but Matthew West is a Grammy-nominated AMA Dove Award-winning artist. He's written five books a day, and he has a new podcast, which we'll all be talking about today, the podcast, the music, nonprofit ministry, all the things. So welcome, Matthew. Well, thank you. Thanks for that introduction. And, um, you know, saying that I've written five books like coming from somebody who's written <laughs> 80 books. I feel a little I feel a little foolish with that introduction, but uh Well, I don't <laughs> sing at all. Like I sing to my granddaughter. My daughter's yeah. a missionary in the Czech Republic and my oh, wow. little 1-year-old. So I this morning I was singing ABC and Old McDonald. Like that's my level of uh music <laughs> do ability. They, do they tell you to stop or <laughs> No, no. My so my grandma, I mean my grandma, my granddaughter, she speaks Czech and English, and so I'm always wow. Like, does she want me to re- say more? Because she'll say something in Czech. And my daughter's like, yes, you want she to sing some more. <laughs> but at least my one and a half year old granddaughter yeah. likes my singing. <laughs> well, all, I'll, all I speak is English and then I'm pretty fluent in Pig Latin. And that's oh, the, the OK. Yeah. So I don't know if that counts as bilingual, but OK, Pig Latin. I was showing my kids the other day. <laughs> I'm like, do to goo, you to goo, no to yeah. go. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, okay, in the 80s, that was the thing. That was the thing, man. I was I couldn't I couldn't pass my Spanish class, but no. But Pig Latin was was a breeze for me. So oh, no, it's yeah. great I'm... to talk to you today. I um I was stalking you on your website prior to our interview. Um just I'm I'm joking, obviously, but I was on your website. <laughs> your listeners are like, oh, he's creepy. Uh but I noticed, I couldn't help but notice that the vast majority of your podcast guests have been ladies. And so, uh, you know, I'm, thank you for uh, for bringing a dude to your show. Absolutely. Well, you know, I once in a while, I'll let some guys in. So. <laughs> uh, I'm glad yeah. to be here. Oh, I'm, I'm glad that you're here. I love, um, I love all you're doing. And the other day, it was so funny because I've as I'm cooking, because every night, you know, it takes a couple hours to cook for this huge family. I'll say, you know, Alexa, play Lauren Daigle. Or, you know, so the other day I'm like, Alexa, play Matthew West. And as I was listening to the songs, just story story after story and thinking about my own life and things I've experienced. I mean, you are such a storyteller. So even though, I mean, I won't say only five books, because five books is a lot. <laughs> you are writing stories in your music with every song that you write. And so there's so much storytelling. I would just love to hear like, how did that aspect come out, whether it's in your music and your podcast, which I do want to talk about. Why is it so important to you to share these stories? Well, first of all, the two things you just described, um, 
you know, show me how different you and I are because one, you know, we've been having food delivered and not cooking quite as much. <laughs> and number two, my kids are forbidden to say, Alexa, play Lauren Daigle. They're only allowed to say play <laughs> Matthew West. So okay. uh, that's a strict rule in our house. Uh, only they, they're only, they didn't even know that like Toby Mac existed for years. Cause I just, no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, and really me starting to write books was, was a result of the storytelling mm -hmm. that I've done through the years with my music. There would be just different songs, messages, or stories that inspired the songs where I just felt like, man, there's so much more to unpack that just can't be really discovered in the confines of a three minute song. And and so, you know, my dad's a preacher and I, I kind of think of like, you know, writing books and preaching a sermon and writing a song. They're all kind of like they're in their own lane, but they're they're somewhat connected. There's some similarities there. And and with them, you know, each comes with a different set of like freedoms from a creative expression standpoint and a different set of, you know, limitations or boundaries, if you will. And so the freedoms that I get, you know, in music, you know, are are many, but the limitations sometimes in terms of communicating a story and having to make sure it rhymes and all of those things, you know, have really helped me to hone my skills as a storyteller to be able to say more with less. Uh, and yet there's, there's been several occasions where the stories that have just moved me so deeply to write a song where I'm like, man, I want to unpack that on a deeper level and take people on a devotional or inspirational journey beyond the three minute song, which is what's led me to do, you know, whether it's writing a book or a podcast or things like that, just the chances to communicate beyond that three minute song while always knowing that my true, like first creative love is, is what happens when I pick up a guitar. Yeah. And I love that you're just expanding on the storytelling that you're already doing in your music. And I think that's what we appreciate because there are so many stories. I tell my husband, um, you know, after writing 80 books, of course, I'm like, you could take me to any town and I could go to the grocery store and talk, walk up to someone and they would have a story That's that would right. be worthy of a book. And so a lot of That's my novels right. are inspired by World War II veterans. I've interviewed hundreds of veterans and um, I've written Amish novels. I've interviewed couples that lost yeah. families in horse and buggy accidents. I mean, there's so many stories out there. And I think as communicators, um, when we can open up and share either our story or someone else's story that's where the connection is made like when I was listening to your music as I'm cooking up spaghetti like this huge <laughs> pot of spaghetti for my family I'm thinking of times in my life you know my name is where I felt that shame or right. guilt I mean all those things and, and it is it's, it's connecting on a human level with real people by sharing a piece of us and it's like we're going first and giving them the, them the opportunity to open their hearts up it, it really is. I mean, you just hit the nail on the head. There's something about engaging with someone's story that helps you engage with your own. You know, mm -hmm. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like this, uh, you know, I remember like in recent years, there's been this, this me too movement, you know what I mean? Um, with, you know, for what we really all want to be able to say that, <laughs> you know, what right, I, mean? I think right. a lot of times we, we tend to feel like, you know, I've met so many people in short that have made me feel like uh, or have communicated to me that they've been made to feel like their story doesn't matter. Their story is insignificant. Their story is boring or or even, you know, to greater extremes like their stories disqualified because it's too messed up or too messy or the chapters that they've been handed from a, a, a rough childhood or dysfunctional family have made them feel like the, the best of their stories behind them. And 
and you know that's really my heartbeat in the songs that I write and in any any opportunity I get to communicate is to be highly aware of the fact that I might be speaking to somebody who is at the most defeated point in their story mm -hmm. and they need to be reminded that defeat doesn't have to be the defining chapter um, that there are chapters to come. And, and I think that's why throughout scripture, there's so many reminders that God's doing a new thing, that he makes all things new, you know, that he's, and that he knows the plans he has for us. God is looking ahead. He sees the full story, uh, the chapters that have yet to be written. And the enemy wants us to stay in those defeated chapters. And so, but when you engage with somebody else's story, I've always, I remember as a young kid, we used to have this drug recovery program come to my church. My dad's a pastor. And I think it's like every few months, this group from the inner city of Chicago, as part of their recovery journey, they would travel to our church and they would get up and they would form this sort of motley crew of a choir and they would sing a worship song. And it, I remember it always sounded terrible, but they were like just giving it all they had. Like they were singing yeah. so loud and out of tune and they were worshiping Jesus, the likes, you know, of which I wouldn't normally see on a Sunday morning in, in the suburbs. But then one by one, they would take the microphone and different guys would share their testimony. And I remember as a kid, just on the edge of my seat, like moved by the authenticity of what was taking place on the stage. Somebody that wasn't kind of sweeping the ugly parts of their story under the rug, but in fact, they were standing up and leading with that. Kind of like you would see at a, at a recovery group, yeah. at an AA meeting, you know. Um, I've read uh, one of my favorite authors, Philip Yancey wrote a book called What's So Amazing About Grace. Oh, yeah. Talking about it. how the church should be more like an AA meeting, because at an AA meeting, it begins with an admission of guilt. <laughs> yes. And then there's no shame, you know. And so uh, there's something about that that I've always been drawn to. And yet I've always been at war internally with that because so much of my life is in the public spotlight. And so there's always this feeling of like, well, I need to kind of put on a show or put on a face. And I think we're moved when we see a display of authenticity that is somebody sharing their story. And I think that's what moves me to write songs and ultimately what I hope to accomplish when people hear my music or read a book, that they tap into their own story and the power that they may be surprised to find that it still holds when God is you know, given the pen and, and allowed to be the true author of our story. And I think the cool thing is... Um, when we you know take the time to write music which i don't do write books write our stories down that god will use that in times we never even realize um you know i've i've gotten letters of from people that just in the moment they needed hope they found one of my books and i know i was talking to my kids last night i'm like hey i'm going to be talking to matthew west it's always fun like to tell them who i'm going to be interviewing the next day and one of my daughters who we adopted when she was 13 she's 17 foster care most of her life she also has an autoimmune disease just I mean rough stories of being in the hospital alone um you know because the the children's home where she was at they just dropped her there for at the hospital I mean just wow. hard hard wow. stuff yeah. and she goes oh my goodness I love the song strong enough that's my favorite oh, Matthew and I'm thinking here's this little girl for so many years didn't even know she's gonna have a family we adopted her wow. and her um, three sisters. So there's four of them total. And, you know, alone in the hospital and here's strong enough, you oh, know, man, <laughs> as she incredible. listens to it. Um, and all these years, you know, she's 17 now she's 
a junior in college, you know, she's in a family, but during those hard times, I wasn't there. I wasn't able to be there. I didn't even know she'd later be part of our family, but like, she's listening to your song strong enough and feeling like I can make it through this. So that that is just amazing thing that God does. Well, that, that touches me. That touches my heart. You know, I'm so, I'm always so humbled when I hear something like that and it fires me up. And I love what you said. It's like, we might be surprised by, you know, which chapters of our stories God will use, and we, we'll be we'll be constantly amazed when we make ourselves available to see which moments you know He He wants to use our stories in somebody else's life, and the way that He can connect us in that you know through our own struggles, the way that we can be an encouragement to somebody else in the middle of their struggle is a really powerful thing. So I, I love that, and I love the community that gets formed in that. Don't you? You know, it's yeah. like. It's again, it's like that me too. It's that, wait a minute. Okay. I see like John, you know, in, in the book of John, um, 10, 10, John 10, 10, Jesus lays out Satan's three point plan for us. He comes to steal, steal, mm-hmm. kill and destroy. That's the three point plan. And I, I think of that when I think of how Satan has tried to work in my own life, where he doesn't just want me to to get tripped up. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't want to just trip me up. He wants to trip me up and then knock me down. And then he doesn't just want to knock me down. He wants to keep me down, steal, kill, destroy, like in that, in those three phases. And the way that he keeps us down is to make us feel like not only are you messed up, but you're the only one who's Mm -hmm. messed up that way. And I think, man, the shame that comes from that and shame leads, as we all know, shame will lead us to isolation. And isolation is the opposite of what we need. What we need is community. What we need is accountability. What we need is support. And too many times I've allowed myself to become more isolated as opposed to finding community. And then when somebody shares their story and I go, oh, okay, I'm not the only one. Little by little, we take a step out of those shadows and we begin to find the freedom that that comes when we we stop believing the enemy's lies that led us to that isolation in the beginning. Yeah, so good. And it reminds me of some lyrics that someone wrote. This is something like, lie number two, everybody's life is perfect except yours. <laughs> uh, you know, and the dog's about, you know, I mean, I love yeah. truth be told, the lyrics there. I mean, it's exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> well, we I mean, think, yeah. Yeah, it's that's what I'm living right now, too. It's That's an autobiography, if there ever was one, a song, Truth Be Told. And I was actually surprised that, like, I wrote that song, and I it was one of those songs where I was like, that song... I am so proud of that song because it like if there was ever an honest depiction of some of the struggles in my life, that song's it. But I'm so glad I wrote it. I know it'll never be on the radio because it's just too raw. Oh, and my then, gosh. It's so sure good, enough, though. Well, sure enough, then yeah. my record label's like, yeah. yep, that's the one we're going to put out. Yeah, like, it's what? so good. <laughs> yeah. So nothing like feeling like the now you put a song out there and the whole world is reading your mail. You know what I mean? And so but it's all in the hope that somebody else goes, oh, man, I've believed that lie, too. I, I feel like I'm trying to keep up a highlight reel and I don't want to do that anymore. You know, so that's been a big part of my story. Like I talk about it. I talk about like being a professional Christian, which is, you know, my definition of that is somebody who has to live out their personal faith in Christ constantly in a public platform, Mm -hmm. you know? So that was me as a preacher's kid. I always felt this pressure to be perfect. And then, you know, fast forward now I'm, I got a microphone in my face half of my life and, or more than half of my life. And I'm on stage and I'm singing for people and, um, you know, I think there's a tendency to be to be good at being a Christian and 
checking the right boxes and quoting the right scriptures and saying the right things so that everybody, you know, thinks you you're good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're fine. You're fine. Just like that song says. And, uh, you know, I guess these days I, I feel like I'm on a personal mission to to find a more authentic version of myself. And, and I think we I mean, I hear that so much because we get tired of ourselves. We get tired of like, I know I get tired of myself. Like, why do I keep doing the same things? And why do I keep struggling? But when we could talk about it, when we get, well, you sing about it, when we could share about it, then when, like you said, community, other people come around and say me too. And my husband always says like, we don't have skeletons in the closet. Cause I display them on the front lawn. Yeah, like through that's my, awesome. You know, my writing, we've had marriage struggles. It's been in books and I had an abortion when I was 15 that I've written about and right. spoken about. And, um, but when we're able to share our stories and other people can find hope in that and can turn to God for healing and can realize like, okay, I'm not the only one. And um, God can be there in the struggles. It makes all the difference and it yeah. helps. Pull. You know, you're, you're so right. And I, I love that comment about the skeletons. I was at a conference. I was actually at a women's conference, which I believe has prepared me for this podcast interview. No, I'm just <laughs> but um <laughs> I was I was speaking at this women's conference and I was talking about what what we're talking about, basically, like I was just saying, hey, you know, I've been writing these. Basically, what happened is I started to invite people to, to share their story with me mm-hmm. and and I was going to decide, all right, I, instead of writing songs like I was getting to the point where I was like, OK, I think I know how to write a song. I think I actually know how to write a hit song. I just put in my 10,000 hours, but I don't want to like hit cruise control and like rest on my abilities that I've developed. I want to be challenged. I want to be surprised. And so I thought, all right, instead of making my next record, I'm going to tell people what I sh- I'm going to ask people to tell me what's what I should write about. Mm-hmm. So thousands of people started sending their testimonies in and it was a powerful exercise. It, I thought it was a creative experiment and it wound up being a life-changing journey. But at a conference, I started talking about, hey, there's power in your story, you know, but some of you have some chapters of your story that you've refused to believe that one, that God could heal that chapter and two, that he could actually shine through that chapter. And this woman named Jenny went home from that conference and Jenny from Austin, Texas, and she wrote a letter to me and I read it. She's like, I heard you at this conference and I knew that the Lord was speaking to me, that it's time to talk about a certain chapter of my story. And she said, 35 years ago, I I made the worst decision of my life. I got pregnant. My boyfriend didn't love me. I didn't love my boyfriend. I knew my church was going to judge me. I knew my parents were going to be so upset. And I didn't want to bring shame to my family. So I terminated a pregnancy. And she mm-hmm. said, all these years later, I've been. she'd been married for like 25 years. She never even told her husband. And uh, she's like, I just, I know God's forgiving me. It's just been so hard for me to forgive myself. And so I wound up like sitting at this piano in a cabin where I was staying and I wrote this song for Ginny and it's called The Healing Has Begun. And it says, uh, you have carried the weight of your secret for way too long, thinking if there is a place called forgiveness, you don't belong. But freedom can never be found behind those walls. So just let them fall. And uh, and I wrote this song and I called Ginny and I said, hey, do you know, do you know who I am? And she said, <laughs> yeah. I said, do you remember writing your story to me? She said, yeah. I said, well, I wrote you a song and she just got real quiet. Mm. And I said, I just have to ask you, why of all people would you set a 35 year old secret free to me? Mm -hmm. And she said, well, 
I never thought you'd actually read it. <laughs> you know, she, <laughs> she just figured, oh, he's some singer. He, he's never going to yeah. get to my story. And then she started crying. She's like, but I'm so glad you did because, you know, that secret's a heavy thing to carry. And now, now I think some healing is going to begin in my life. And after that phone call, she had a talk with her husband and um, started getting into some uh, counseling just to really just break down some of those walls and, and, you know, then she goes on and, and begins telling her story and working at the local crisis pregnancy center and just seeing God shine through that in a really powerful way. But uh, that's just one example of how, you know, I've seen that somebody sharing their story really opens the door. It unlocks it and and allows you know true healing to take place for some of the most wounded chapters of our stories. Absolutely. I remember going into a post-abortion Bible study about five years after my abortion, our church was having one. No one knew. I had told my, I did tell my husband before we got married, um, but you know, friends didn't know, Bible study people, church people didn't know. And walking in there and seeing other women that were hurting and broken and telling my story, I felt this weight lift off my chest that I hadn't even realized had been there for so long. And um, a couple of the women and I helped start a crisis pregnancy center there in Montana when I lived there. That's still going strong. That all these lives are touched. And it is, it's the enemy wants to keep us silent. He wants to keep us bound. He wants that burden to stay on us. And when we can share our stories and even, I love that Jenny writing a letter to you, like God did freedom there, but then knowing that that's a song now and other people are going to be ministered. I'm, I'm so thankful for that healing journey that that letter she wrote has Isn't given that awesome? her. Yeah. I love it's it. It's so cool. And when you get to, when you get a taste of what it's like to be sort of a, a conduit or, or a connector to to that type of um, healing in someone's life, you know, because, you know, sometimes people will say, and if I if I was all wrapped up in my pride or in my feelings, I would really take it personal when someone's like, that song changed my life. But because I because I know where my strength comes from, mm -hmm. because I know who who's alive in me, like I, I know what that person really means is God changed my life and he got my attention through a little three minute song. And I, I just think once you get a taste of of having that type of opportunity to connect with people, you want more of that. And and that's a really it's just a really special thing. And here's the best part. You don't have to be a singer or a podcast host or an author of 80 books to <laughs> encourage people to tell their story or to be a character in somebody else's story. Cause that's really what we're talking about. Right. What we're talking about is, Hey, can you take your eyes off of your own thing long enough to realize that somebody around you has been put in your path for a reason, you know, uh, or, or are you so wrapped up in your own circumstances that you fail to, to ever even have the capacity to be a character in somebody else's story and see how God might want to use you. You know, I was listening to a, a, pa a pastor on a podcast this morning. He was telling the story of Jonah. And it's like, you know, think about that. Like Jonah had a moment where he refused to be a character in the story of the people of Nineveh. Like God yeah. called him and he's like, nope, I want to do my thing. Even if I want God to use me, I'm going to decide how, right? I'm going to decide how. So he runs and goes the other way. Of course, we know. You know, God was basically saying, you can run, but you can't hide. <laughs> and uh, I think about that. I just wonder how many of us, we run away from our Nineveh. You know, how many of us decide, you know what, God, that part of my story, 
I know you may want to use it, but I just, I can't, I can't bear how that's going to make me feel or whatever it may be. So I do think hopefully somebody listening right now is feeling challenged to go, all right, like maybe there's a Nineveh that God's calling me to that I've been like afraid to go there with my story or afraid to become a character in somebody else's story. But man, that's what it is. That's when life gets good, right? And not only that, but that's when we begin to take on a whole new perspective for our own problems. When we focus on somebody else's needs and problems, you know, God gives us new eyes to see what we're going through. And it really is. It's redeeming those those points in our lives. Um, you know, I mean, I if someone would have told me right after my abortion that I'd be talking about it on a podcast or speaking at a conference, there's no way because it, it had bound me so much. But then God's able to redeem that when we share it, when we share his goodness and we share forgiveness and see other people. And it is it's being part of God's redemptive process in the lives yes. of other people yes. as we share our hard stuff. And it is hard. The first step is the hardest for sure. Like just sharing it with one person. Sure. Um, yeah. But God can do so much with it. And I, I just love that that's so much of what you're about. Other people's stories, bringing freedom, encouraging yeah. them um, in, in so many aspects of your life. Well, isn't that cool that he just takes, you know, he takes old regrets and turns it into new hope. You know, he, ta- mm-hmm. you know, he takes old shame and and turns it into new freedom for somebody else. I mean, that, you know, makes me want to go write a song right I'm, now. I'm like, right now, I'm like, yes, go do it. <laughs> we could wrap this up because you need to write that down. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about your podcast, though, too, because I mean, for me, just talking to people and connecting with them um, and and getting to hear their lives and when God sure. used them. So th- how did that get started and what are your plans for your podcast? I loved how your little intro says we're going to be doing like solving un- and <laughs> solving <laughs> unsolved mysteries yeah, and investigating unsolved crimes <laughs> yeah. and discovering uh, or unearthing conspiracy theories and discussing highly divisive political content. I joke about that because it's like. I feel like there's so many podcasts that oh yeah <laughs> that people binge on and then we just get like you know it's like you want to listen about UFOs or uh Republicans versus Democrats or whatever and I joked and say, right, you know, there's other podcasts for that. This is a this is a show about encouragement. I have to start by saying your listeners are forbidden to listen to the Matthew S podcast until you know, either before or after they've listened to your show, of course. Oh, uh, what, yeah. <laughs> what day does your does your show release? I want to on Fridays. Sure. Okay, yeah. all right. So we're not in direct competition. Oh, so good. That's good. <laughs> so every Wednesday we release an episode of the Matthew S podcast, and um, it's funny. I had like this awesome title for my show, and uh, it dealt with the word story, and my studio is called the Story House, and this and that and the other. And then like I had this name for like a year as I was developing the show. And then my attorneys called me like a few weeks out and they were like, hey, there's this company in Germany that's got like a similar name and, you know, we don't want you to get sued. And I'm like, Germany is so far away. Like, how are they even (laughs) going to find out? And so I came up with like 20 other names and just kept like, I was like, I hate that. I don't like that. So finally, I was just like, I remembered a wise philosopher. I think it was Socrates that said, keep it simple, stupid. And so (laughs) I decided, you know what, I'm going to keep it simple and I'm going to make it easy for people to find. And so uh, the Matthew West podcast was born and uh, it's amazing what quarantine will do. You know, Um, I think this whole thing came out of uh, one, I've had this dream for a long time, but two, you know, my touring career 
yeah. can be incredibly exhausting. I, I don't think it's 10 kids exhausting like like you ha- uh, have dealt with in your life. But uh, did you say 10 kids you have? We have 10 kids. Six are oh still at home. Goodness. Four are adults and out of the house. Yeah, yeah. that's just crazy. That's <laughs> amazing. But, uh, you know, my touring career left me pretty exhausted. And so the thought of starting new uh, endeavors, those things just kept on the back burner for a while. And, and at the beginning of quarantine, I just began to feel like this sense that like the Lord was going to use my voice in a different way. It might not Mm. be on stage for now, but there's something different happening. And so I started calling up some different friends, people who are, who have inspired me, influencers and authors and artists and athletes and you name it. And we started having some really interesting conversations and that's how the podcast was, was born. So it's been an exciting launch and, I think, you know, it seems like people are enjoying it, you know, and hopefully getting some encouragement, inspiration. And it's a podcast that is steeped in the power of story. And whether it's me interviewing some celebrity and people hearing a part of their story, like I just released a podcast with Max Licato, who has been like one of my favorite authors. He sold, you know, over a hundred million books and just incredible. Right. But what he shares about is his rejection story and how his first manuscript got rejected 14 times. And it was the 15th uh, mailing that he sent it out to uh, that 15th publisher said, we we're going to pick it up. And I'm just like, man, those are just, those are some awesome stories that we need to hear right now, because there's a whole lot of people feeling like, you know, they've, they've hit, they've hit a closing door called 2020 and, uh, you know, to continue to dream and persevere. Those are some stories that I think are going to really move people. Oh, absolutely. And I love that. And I think we always compare our weaknesses with other people's strengths and we always compare our beginnings with someone else's middles or, you know, I mean him. And I think so many times, and I tell when I speak at conferences and to writers, I'm like, I wrote for over eight years without getting anything published. Like yeah. I was, and that was back in the day we had to like send them with a self-addressed stamped envelope to get our rejection oh, yeah. letter back, yeah, like back in the day. And you're looking at me now um, when you see all these books and I'm writing multiple right. books a year. And, but that was, I was a young mom with little babies at my feet and just writing stuff and sending it out yeah. and don't, like, don't look at that. Like, just get the words down or whatever God is calling you to do. I just love do that. it. Yeah, I love that. That The way you just said that, too, of like we're comparing our beginning to somebody else's middle. or And that is this. That's so true. And in the music industry, it's a lot like that, too, where, you know, I, I have to try to remember, like, sometimes I'll be griping about something that didn't go right in my music career. And then my wife, will, my, my wife's always like truth teller for me, but she's like, you know how many artists like wish they mm-hmm. got to where you are? And it's like, but I'm always focused on the artists who've gotten to places that I haven't gotten to. And, and you know, that can just, all of that does, all of that serves to steal your joy. And what's funny, what's funny is I talked to my wife, we were on a walk last night and I was like, you know, I just released this podcast and I wonder if all I've done is created another lane for me to feel like a disappointment in you know like just being totally honest like she's like that is your enneagram three just coming (laughs) through so heavy right now because i was just like because i released this podcast and then it's like what's your your next inclination is to go well what do people think of it Mm -hmm. and it's like oh well what if they don't like it or what if it's not ranked or this that it's like all these my whole life is a lot of times it's based on like chart positioning and it's just like, man, that can, 
that can just like completely steal your joy and wreck your confidence. And why do I set myself? I was like, why do I do this to myself? And she goes, you just need to like you. She goes, do you love making this podcast? I was like, yeah, it's so much fun. And she's Mm -hmm. like, okay, so do you believe you're supposed to? I'm like, absolutely. I know the Lord has me. She's like, put your head down, go to work and enjoy the heck out of this season. And it'll work out. You know? And I was like, babe, First of all, don't ever talk to me like that. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I I was like, I was like, that's, that's such a good word. Like put your head down, you know, and not in a way, like take your eyes off the Lord. She was just like, take your eyes off of the charts and whatever else, you know, it's like, I put this song truth be told on the radio and it's like, all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, this radio station hasn't started playing it yet. Maybe they hate me. And it's like, why why do we do that like why does that happen and how can i just go why is it so important for me to try to find my worth and my identity everywhere else but the one who is the only one qualified to tell me who i am and i think that's why i write a lot of songs about identity you know hello my name is regret Mm -hmm. hello my name is defeat no hello my name is child of the one true king like i sing songs that i need (laughs) not that i live up to I tell that I write that's the books I write like I need the message and I'm like bawling in the middle of it yeah. like oh if someone else gets something out of the story that's great but this is what God is speaking that's to me that right it. now that yeah. is it. and it's about us in the process with him um, and growing in him as we struggle with these things and then you know the benefit is someone else gets to read it or listen to it but really it is it's us on our journey with god in the process that's 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 it and if the podcast is another way that i can share like the continuation of my spiritual journey and and how the lord's working on me then you know i want i want to make myself available to that i've seen how the lord's used my life and my story and i want to continue to lean into all the different ways he might want to speak through my story. So speaking of my wife, she's walking in my studio right now and interrupting. And she brought the dog, which could be a major problem for this <laughs> podcast. Interview. I think when I think when I saw you in Kalispell, Montana, you had just gotten married and you were talking about your dog, a, a dog yeah, back then. <laughs> that dog's in heaven now. But, okay. um, <laughs> that, uh, but we have a new dog and it's just as annoying. But we love him, don't we? Say hi. That's Hi. <laughs> I love that. I'm talking to Trisha. She's written 80 books and has 10 kids. So if you ever feel overwhelmed, just remember her. <laughs> she's <laughs> just like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> That's what she just said. So you just challenged her. <laughs> or I'm just crazy. I don't know. <laughs> I just take on too much all the way around. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. You know, oh, I love I, it. I feel like I'm not like happy unless I'm like overwhelmed. And then I'm complaining that I'm overwhelmed. It's like, why do I do that to myself? But, uh... Absolutely. Well, and I, I think one last thing right, right before we wrap up, I think so many times, like all the stuff that we're saying, like God has a plan and just put your head down and do the thing is like the stuff we tell our kids all the time. Like oh, yeah. just do, the, you know, don't worry about what everyone else is wearing or doing or whatever. Yeah. I think so many times. And I think one encouragement as we are, raising kids and doing the things God calls us to is like they get to see that like they get to see you know God's hand in your music they get to see God's hand in my books and they see us like on our good days and our bad days but it's all a part of you know we always tell our kids do what God's called you to do and he has good plans for you um and then they get to see that lived out in us so whether 
it's a podcast or um, you know a book or if someone was listening might be f- called to do a zoom bible study like do the thing that you feel god is asking you to do because not only you're doing it for yourself but these kids in your life that are watching and saying okay that's what it looks like to step out and follow god yeah i mean you're you're 100 right and my kids are all of our kids for those of us who have you know or a spouse or anybody who's close to us they can really serve as a mirror for us if we'll mm-hmm. dare to look into it. And and I think, you know, these days, that's a, a huge motivation in my life is, you know, okay, what do I want my daughters to see in me or to be able to speak about their dad at some point? You know, for starters, it's like, you know, my career will be an epic failure if, if, if I have epic success, but my kids say, well, dad was a successful musician or whatever but we didn't really have a strong relationship with him or or man dad was dad was great at putting on a face when he did a show or a podcast but he came home and always gave us like the worst of him like Mm -hmm. what was left you know he put his face on for everybody else and then and it's like man i you know that's that's a thing that i think about all the time i think about like i want to be somebody I think about this, this is sort of strange, but this is a, I I sang at a memorial service of a guy that I never even met. I was just doing a favor for my pastor. And so I said, yeah, I'll come and sing a song. And I was standing in the back, um, back of the stage and I'm playing guitar. And this wound up being the kind of memorial service where everybody who wanted to say something could stand up and do it, which is uh-huh. like turned into like the longest memorial service ever. And I'm up on stage just like sweating and going, Oh, it, but I'm standing there and trying to be respectful. And I'm listening one by one to what everybody had to say about this guy who passed away. And at the very end, the guy's lifelong best friend stood up and he said, you know what the most fitting tribute of our friend here today is that of everybody that stood up to spoke about, uh, to speak about him, there was not one conflicting report. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I just, that has never left me. I've always remembered that moment. And I thought, that's what I want said when I'm leaving this earth. That's what I want my kids to be able to say is not that dad was perfect. Not that dad was, you know, whatever. Like I want them to be able to say, you know what? Like on and off stage, dad was real. You know, he was flawed, but he loved Jesus and he knew he couldn't keep his own life together. And he always pointed us in the direction of the God who saves us. And, you know, I mean, that that's the goal, man. No conflicting reports. And it sounds uh, like a good song. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. There you go. But that's the goal. You know, I think so. You know, I'm trying to written. It's crazy. It's like COVID-19 has made parenting like a whole new it's like, oh, okay, how do I do this? Like, how do I not let my stress level, you know, just boil over? How do I show my kids that I'm trusting the Lord versus freaking out about the news headlines and so on and so forth? And these days what I'm really realizing is that I am going to screw up. I am going to miss the chance to lead my family well some days. And, and I don't, but when I do that, I want to be quick to recognize it, quick to apologize, quick to, you know, ask God for help in leading my family knowing that I can't do it on my own 
Yeah. And that's that's where they're going to grow to, though. When I mean, how many times a, t- a day I'm like, I'm sorry, I raised my voice. Yeah. I'm, I'm always apologizing to my kids. Right. But they need to see that, too. Um, and, and they need to see grace and give grace and get grace in return. And that's that's what it's about. That's what being a part of a family is about, even in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And we're you know, we all need help. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, it's I'm asking the Lord for help every single day. <laughs> I love it. Me too. Me too. Well, Matthew, I've just appreciated this so much. I'm excited about your podcast, um, and all your music is, has been such an encouragement. Um, thank you for telling the truth and sharing stories and encouraging other people to share their stories. It makes a huge difference. And like, like this mama's heart that your song was there for my daughter That's in foster awesome. care before I even yeah. was. I mean. It does make a difference. So thank you. Well, that means a lot. I'm so glad we got the chance to talk today. And, and I want to encourage you just to keep up the great work. You're reaching so many people with so many different ways. And so it's fun to connect with, with somebody who's who's trying to use their voice, you know, in a, in a similar in, in different ways, but in similar ways at the same time. And and all for all all for God to, to get the glory through the stories that we tell. So I'm so glad to be able to connect with your listeners. Hope somebody's encouraged today and hope we get to speak together again soon. That would be great. And I know they will be. And we'll have <laughs> all the ways to connect with you and your podcast and your um, everything on the show notes, too. But yeah, yeah. thank you. Thanks for the support. And uh, I promise your listeners won't listen to my podcast until they've listened to yours first. <laughs> okay, there we right. go. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, I have to say that was a super fun interview. I knew Matthew West was cool, but he is so fun to talk to. And I really love his heart and his passion and all he's doing to discover stories, to share stories, to share truths so that we can find freedom. I remember the first time I shared my heart story and I mentioned it in the in the podcast. It was with a group of women at Bible study and later in front of my church. And really, that was one of the most difficult things I ever did. I remember standing in front of my church about a year later after I first went to that Bible study and my knees were shaking, my voice was quivering. But as I looked around the room, I saw other women and I saw the tears on their faces and they came and talked to me afterwards and they joined a Bible study with me. And I saw those women who, like me, had been bound up with shame and regret and pain and I saw them find freedom. And so it is my joy, and I know it's Matthew's joy, to help others overcome the shame in their lives. And I love how he said, you know, this is my story and your story and our stories. And I am so excited about just connecting with this podcast and listening to the stories of people that we may think we know, but really we're going to discover more about them and more about their hearts. So go to the show notes, make sure you connect with this podcast, listen to his music, Um, I was just streaming again some Matthew West uh, today. So this is um, truly a way to support Matthew and all that he's doing to encourage people to share stories. Now, today's Walk It Out verse is Philippians 1, 6. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. And I love this so much that God has good work planned for us and he will continue his good work. Even when it seems like we have messed things up, we can never 
mess things up too much for God. I remember that moment when I prayed, God, I have screwed up big time. If you can do anything with my life, please do. And God has done amazing things. So let me pray for you. Well, first of all, Lord, I, I pray for Matthew. I pray for his family. I pray for his podcast. I just pray that so many people will be encouraged and that their stories will go out and that they will discover that their stories matter and that you have a good plan, good work for their lives. So bless Matthew and all that he does. I pray for each listener. I pray for that person that maybe has a story that he or she has never shared, and that's a burden. I pray that you will help that listener find one person, a safe person that they can share their story with, because I know with sharing those stories, there is freedom. I pray that um, you will help us to remember that wherever we mess up, that you offer grace and that we can turn to you and depend on you. I pray that you'll be with each of us today. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, I am so encouraged today. I love stories. I love hearing stories. I love sharing stories. And maybe your life has a different story than you had originally planned. I mean, whoever thought that this year would turn out like this? If part of your new story is about homeschooling or virtual learning or are you're thinking about it with your kids, you don't know what the future is going to hold, I just also wanted to share my course, which is homeschoolsuccesscourse.com. Go there, find out more information. There's 13 videos. There's 10 modules and three bonus videos. I also include a workbook, a printable workbook, and a homeschool planner, all for you to use. And uh, I share everything that I learned in my 25 years as a homeschooling mom and put my best tips in those videos for you. So I know sometimes it can be overwhelming. Honestly, all you have to do is start the video and I give you so many easy tips to make it as simple as possible. So I hope you will check that out and I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you, friends. Thanks for listening to Walk It Out. Head over to the show notes for this podcast and all past episodes at www.walkitoutpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with someone you know who can make a radical difference in the world. We love new friends. See you next time.